The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Away with what is love. So today we're going to be talking about what is love. We're very loose women, and we've got one of our one of our founding members missing today. So that's Catherine or the Peanut. So instead we've got Cat Mac. Say hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Lily and Lucy. Oh, and Emma. But we are the old old favourites. But um, just because Catherine or the Peanut is missing today, we thought we'd let her let us know what she thinks love is. So here's a little clip she made for us earlier. I don't know if I've ever been in love. I think I have been, but it's not obvious. I definitely have felt really sick a lot of the time with someone and suddenly just thought I was going to vomit everywhere, which is quite an extreme physical reaction to me because I'm not a vomer. Um, So that makes me wonder whether that was a feeling of love bubbling up inside of me. I spoke to my mum and asked her how she knew she was in love with my dad And she said it was wanting to be together all the time and realising that she had to sleep with him, like literally in the bed, sleep with him every night for the rest of her life. But that was what she wanted. The idea of being on her own in bed seemed really foreign to her. And I think when you get to the point where your life becomes sort of interchangeable with someone, even if you don't live together and you're far apart, but they're always this kind of running backdrop to your thoughts and your feelings, then maybe that's being in love. But that definitely implies codependency. And I don't think that, you know, I th- people mistake being dependent and used to someone as being in love. But being in love is quite a, a violent physical reaction, like, say, vomiting. I suppose I don't know if I've been in love or not because it's always something that's ended and had a finite point. Whereas I think you, it's really easy to think that love is this truth or this thing that lasts forever and endures, um, excuse the pun, or literary illusion, sorry. You can look back on things and trivialise them and say, oh, well, that wasn't real love or true love because you got over it or you now wouldn't fancy that person. But I suppose if you do take into account slightly obsessional things and the line is very um, difficult to draw then actually, yes, I suppose I have been. Um, And I suppose the main thing that made me realise I really love those people is that I just started crying all the time. So, again, none of this sounds like an overwhelmingly positive experience. But there are lots of things I love, like I love lasagna. And, you know, when I eat a lasagna, I just feel like I never want to eat anything else. I love horse riding because it makes me feel physically different to anything else, like I'm flying. Um, I love being in the sea, I love walking uh, by the beach, I love getting really wet on a walk and then sitting in a warm pub with my friends and drinking a bottle of wine. When I do those things, I feel like the best version of myself. And when you love a friend, you love them because you recognise something in them and they bring out something in you that other people don't. And when you are together, you laugh all the time. 
and you're just your best self. So I suppose on the flip side of being sick and crying all the time, there's that really great thing about being in love when you just feel like it's you as you're meant to be. Um, yeah, so thanks, Catherine. That was a great overview of all the different kinds of love there could possibly be. Lasagna. Um, lasagna. Well, what is what is more pure than the love between a human woman and her lasagna? Let's be honest. <laughs> I think we all like that bit the best. Does anyone here have anything they love which is a non-human thing? I love cheese. It's a common one, yeah. Cheese. <laughs> Sorry. Very dismissive. I think a lot of people have very strong feelings about cheese, is all I meant. You're not alone in your love of cheese. I didn't mean you were, I don't know, common. <laughs> I didn't take it that way. Leonor, any wacky loves? Not, no wacky loves, no. Cat Mac, do you love anything that isn't a human person? Or anything? Well, I do love television, but I don't know if I should admit that on radio. Maybe that's like... Oh, prepare. yeah. We all love the radio. Love that's the radio. That's what we should be saying. And Resonance FM 104.4. Oh, yeah, which we're on right now, this evening, as we are every Thursday at 10.30pm. That was so smooth. Okay, um, I think we've got a new segment to um, play, which is... What's the love heart? And Lucy's going to give us each a love heart from her pack of love hearts. This and we're going to read it out exciting. on air. These love hearts cost 30 pence and they can give hours of entertainment. I can't get enough. <laughs> They're hard to unwrap. Frustrating. Right. Lily's first up. Lily, reveal, reveal your love heart. Okay, I think this is very fitting with my personality. It says, just say no. <laughs> so in terms of love hearts, that's pretty unlucky. Mine's quite a, a long one. It says, I surrender. Oh. And that's gone all the way down the, the heart. So Lily's got just say no, and you you're surrendering. What about you, Cat Mac? Mine says uh, "bless you," which I don't really. <laughs> I'm not sure if that actually has anything to do with love. That's love. No, definitely confusing. The common cold, perhaps. Yeah, love for but, a sneeze. Yeah, that's brilliant. Lucy, mine says "say yes." Oh, wow. so you guys should go together, or possibly not go together, <laughs> or maybe you're you're trying to force Lily into something. That no, I've already, I've already accepted. I say so. no. Say yes. No. This <laughs> could go on. Okay, no, it stops there. Okay, so here's our question: What is love? And to answer that, I took to the streets of Glasgow and asked them what they thought about love. And it definitely wasn't just me and four of my friends sitting having dinner. It was many people on the streets of Glasgow. So I think we're going to play a little excerpt from that now. If that's what does possible. it feel like? Love is a drug. Love is chocolate. Always wanting to be with that person and thinking he's very witty. Even when he's not witty, I like that. What does it feel like? Anger. Comfortable. <laughs> Always being yourself, never having to pretend that you're something that you're not. You can just sit in silence and not be awkward. Yeah, be <laughs> Did you know that, like, in Swedish, it's considered to be a good thing to have, like, silences? They're really, like, a fan of comfortable silences in Swedish. But in Portuguese, it's the opposite. They think it's really awkward. And I read this thing with a person who was growing up speaking Portuguese and Swedish. And she's saying, when I'm switching languages, I also have to switch, like, my whole, like, mode of Peace. dealing with people. Have you ever been in love? I don't know if I have. So then I, I can't answer the question, can I? You haven't been. If you don't know, then you've not been in love. <laughs> well, people always say that, don't they? And I can see why. Maybe you can love someone a bit. Like, you know, sometimes. Is that being in love with someone? <laughs> I guess. Well, maybe people not. say things go all crazy, and I've never been all crazy, so maybe that's no. Really, I've never been I mean, crazy in love. <laughs> like, to be honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do really think that love is just all chemicals in your brain. And I think people just like fall in love because, like, they like their smell or something. I. I don't think you choose. I don't think like anybody chooses like someone like adds up all their qualities and think, "Oh, I love this person because." I think you just fall for someone and then 
you know. Then you think about why afterwards. Just about your decision later, maybe. Yeah, or you <laughs> Just about your decision. I think yeah, some true. people are, like, trying to for some qualities, and, like, if you're trying to call those qualities and you're not calling your love that person, you're just going to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be in love. I want a suitable life. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. Because I think if you fall in love with someone and then it's wrong, that like you stay, even if it's wrong, that's what being in love is. No, but it's when the stresses or whatever get more than the love. Yeah. I guess that's when you be love. I think that's always. I think it's always more stress than love. <laughs> it's true love maybe like adapting together. Because everybody changes. I was talking to someone about getting married young and he was saying he think it works better because like if you get married when you're old you like grow into your all your um, quirks and stuff yeah and then you have to like adapt all these things to someone else whereas if you get married young then you like yeah you do it together yeah I think there's a lot to say for adapting together from a young age <laughs> sometimes how would you describe the feeling of being in love with Love is adapting with that person and always being happy to spend time with them. Always. Every time. <laughs> I don't know if I think that's possible. <laughs> You're really always happy to spend time with your significant other. Like you always, like you never feel like, oh, I hate you. Well, because also we choose to spend time apart. I think if we were yeah, together yeah. 24-7, it would be too much. That means that okay. the time we do spend together, I'm always happy. It's precious. It's precious. So that was a selection of Glaswegian voices discussing their opinions on love. So I guess, yeah, I guess I want to pose a question. Also, have we ever been in love? Because more and more people that I speak to seem to say to me they don't think they've ever been in love and maybe they thought they had been, but now at the age of 26, they're realising they've never been in love. Have we all been in love? Oh, well, I, I'm in love. Yeah, I think I'm in love. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not in love right now, but I, th- but I, think, I think I have been in love, yeah. I think the problem with, and the reason we're doing this show, for me, is that... Is doing this show it, just for Lily. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for, there's no listeners involved. Is that, it? like, there isn't a, a very exact definition. I mean, I was in the pub the other week in Northern Ireland, and um, someone gave a very succinct definition of love, and I was like, okay, sure, according to this succinct definition that I'm afraid I actually can't remember. I remember it. What was it? Basically, what he said was, like, you don't have any secrets when you're in love. Like, when you when you love someone in a relationship, there's, like, no secrets. Everyone is everything. Okay, well, I if you take remember. that marker, then yeah. <laughs> but, like, that means you're in love. Yeah, but, no, but what, that's what I mean. Like, so Because if, if it's according to a chick look when it's, like, you know, like movie where it's like happily ever after this is all great and you're always on a massive high I think that's an unrealistic expectation like seeing someone that you're in love with makes well it makes me a lot happier and like that's excellent but then there are all these other expectations like it's going to last forever or um you know those sorts of things like thinking about the future and I take the approach of just sort of never thinking about the future because (laughs) I feel that that's really damaging to any relationship and that's just how I've learned to function in in a relationship. You how know. far into the future do you mean, though? I mean, like, do you imagine that you're, like, you know, oh, in three months we can do this thing, or is that, like, too far for you? Actually, I remember that exact moment because um, we'd been going out for, like, six or seven months, and then we planned this big trip in Madagascar. I think he mentioned it, that we'd go away. Um, and that was in the summer, and I think it was still, like, the spring, so that was looking ahead a few months. So I, I sort of figured, oh, okay, 
this is going to last that long. That's nice. And if we break up before then, it's going to be a very awkward holiday. No, I didn't think that. No, because I never think about breaking up, just as I don't think about... um, Not breaking Not breaking up. I just don't think about it, and I see what happens. I mean, do you think that, like, being in love means something different to everyone? Yeah, I also think that. And that is going to be the points in one of my five top songs of love, top song lyrics. That possibly will happen later. (laughs) It's unconfirmed. It is going to happen. Can I just... No kinds of love are better than others. There we are. I I think that on that point that love... Love change. Love is maybe different for everyone, but also changes for everyone. And different relationships have different levels of love, and and you can have different kinds of love. There's there's the romantic love that you have for your partner, and then obviously there's all kinds of familial love and love for friends and food and other inanimate objects um, that some people have. <laughs> but if we're sticking with Activities. romantic love, then I think the the I guess the part of love that people maybe focus on the most in popular culture is the lustful aspects of it and the kind of and what peanut alluded to with the kind of codependent really almost obsessive and Mm. um maybe those initial exciting phases of a romance but actually i think that the essence of that love changes and grows over time and becomes something very different um and yeah i think i think your love for someone can change as you get to know them better and better and maybe it grows deeper but it, but maybe that lustful love is more superficial do you think there's always a kind of like almost well initially anyway a crazy element like i think what a lot of my friends were saying um just then was kind of like some of them were saying yeah i'm really in love with this person whatever but i've never been really crazy and like the other 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 of them were saying well then you've never really been in love and i think maybe there is this kind of crazy like over the top almost obsessive aspect to like initially being in love with someone maybe that does lie down or maybe it just gets worse I don't know I think like at the beginning there's always going to be that crazy love and if there isn't then maybe that actually means it's going to go turn into something that's a bit more stable but um I certainly know I've been I felt like I was in love with people that I never that I wasn't actually going out with you know like uh unfulfilled love yeah, um, <laughs> unrequited. Unrequited. And having felt unrequited love, and then having felt requited within the same relationship, and then having been in, in a very long and stable relationship, I actually feel like the unrequited love felt the same, even though the, I didn't, I, I wasn't getting anything back from it. So. That's interesting because I've had unrequited, and then I've had, I think, requited, and <laughs> and um, and the unrequited, it felt more emotional because I was always up in the air and really depressed about it and it is like just running into a brick wall hurting your head turning around running into it again the next day turning around and just like consistently doing that over a period of about three years and it is really horrible but then this is much nicer but I don't think it's made me cry as much or vomit actually peens (laughs) it never made me vomit well I guess with the unrequited one you're kind of always hopeful and you're like always kind of on the edge of your seat like maybe actually it is gonna come good or whatever so that's why I think what you said about uh what Kat said about it being the same feeling is quite surprising because um when I had that brick wall story um it felt like it wasn't about the person it was more about me because I didn't know him that well Whereas now I know someone well and it is about the person. I don't know. How did you deal with that? Um, I think for me it was more the fact... It wasn't like I didn't... I knew that the person didn't like me. So there was... It was like hopeful. Mm. So it was kind of like... It was still a lot of kind of like daydreaming and this could be great and that could be great. And I still think when you're in a relationship you're still kind of thinking like that because you're kind of thinking, Mm. well... 
oh, in five days' time we could do this and that would be so great. But you're not really talking about it with the person at that moment. So maybe it was more that aspect of it that felt the same. But obviously, you know, having that actual person responding to you and saying, I love you back, that aspect of it is very, very different. So if we all kind of mean different things, maybe when we're talking about love or we're all experiencing it differently, like, is it like a bit meaningless? Like when you say, like, I love you to someone, if that means something to you that you don't know that they think it means the same thing, like, is that meaningful or not? I've always had that problem with that word that uh, there isn't a def- def- like precise enough defini- definition for me to use it. Actually, I was reproached yesterday for expecting everyone to be too precise. <laughs> so Were they talking about love or? No, I, no, I think it was just generally um this <laughs> vague statement it's so funny i would approach yesterday for asking people to be too precise just generally like that's so vague unrelated to love <laughs> um yeah i guess like i know what i mean when i tell someone i love them and i don't actually think that that's what other people mean when they say it so i think it's not very useful like i think when i say to someone that i love them like in a romantic relationship what i mean is like i care about you so much that like i worry about your needs more than my own needs which is not actually very healthy necessarily probably but like I think that's what I mean when I say it I think yeah I think also for a lot of people whether the meaning is the same or not is perhaps reflected in the way you act as a couple or as individuals so it's kind of even if you don't maybe have the same uh, abstract definition if you treat each other in a loving way or what you perceive to be a loving way then that that is the definition of a, a loving relationship. I completely agree. I think putting words on it is, at that point, a bit silly because it's about a daily expression or, or like, you know, however frequently you see each other. But it's about, um, yeah, an on- ongoing thing and definitely actions speak louder than that word. So have you ever said, I love you to someone and regretted it or said it by mistake? So I've got a story where someone had re- learned a poem in school or had just learned a poem and started it because it was linked to an object in the kitchen and then just carried on and it had I love you in it and I wasn't sure what to do. So I just looked out you the window. You mean the boy that you were slightly involved with started reciting a poem to you? Yeah. And it ended with I love you. And it, that's quite that's it quite ended crafty. With, um, I love you, I'm glad I exist. Oh. I think that's very crafty because he could just play it off like, oh, I was just reciting a poem if you yeah. didn't say anything back. yeah. That's very sneaky. I've never done. I've never like hidden "I love you" into like <laughs> a poem. Or I did once, but then I changed the words and said "I like you" instead of "I love you" because it was before we'd said it, and I was worried about. And I was only singing "You Are My Sunshine." <laughs> oh my gosh! So you did the opposite. You like. <laughs> Yeah, made it so extreme. much worse. It was too extreme while singing You Are words. My Sunshine. So I changed it to <laughs> You'll you Never singing? Know, Dear, How Much I Like You. <laughs> and what was his response? Uh, I think we both were, got a bit awkward. And then really later awkward. that day, had a little bit of a conversation about what it means to say I love you, and then no one said it again. So <laughs> No, no, no. And then... then But I think that's a problem stigmatising the word as well. I just think it's almost a bit... Not meaningless, but I just think, you know, you can overstay it. And I remember at one point when I was going out with someone, saying to them, and, like, this isn't meant to be nasty, um, just that, like, sometimes when someone says I love you to you, you end up just saying it back, Mm. even without thinking. Like, you just say it because, like, it's just the routine you get into. Mm. And, like, not that you don't love them in that moment, but, like, you're just saying it as a kind of reflex... It just is a bit meaningless at that point, maybe. I think it's very easy to get into that habit. If you've been with someone a long time and you, you know, once you say it regularly, it can't, it just, you know, drops out every now and again. You find yourself saying it more often than you're really thinking it. You just say it because it's something to say, perhaps. So, it, yeah, the words themselves are meaningless without the actions that go with them. Um, Lily, did you have something your dad told you about love? Yeah, so he said la bienveillance, which is, 
I translated it as like watching over someone, making sure everything's okay. But Wikipedia translates it as benevolence, which I don't think is very accurate. Benevolence. <laughs> <laughs> but just like, like, yeah, making sure that they're getting an enriching experience of life. Yeah. I guess I have one last question before we move on. Um, so we all think we've been in love. I mean, we all say we've been in love. Um, from listening to what some of my friends were saying and maybe what I think as well, it's quite an unpleasant experience sometimes. Do but you vomit and cry? I've never vomited for a lasagna. Um, I've never vomited from love, no. But like you know, found it quite unpleasant and quite like maybe yeah, visceral or whatever. But does everyone here kind of agree that it's worth it? Because it sounds like from what some people that I spoke to were saying, like they don't want to experience that again, and they'd rather be in a kind of more loving but not like crazy in love relationship because it's too stressful. I think you definitely make yourself vulnerable if you fall hard for someone and you know circumstances don't always mean that those relationships work and inevitably that pain the pain that comes with that ending is pretty intense but I don't think you should mistake the pain for love I think I think there's an expectation that love is like that um but I I don't think that that's necessary I think that that's just one type of particularly abrasive love but no no kinds of love are better than others. <laughs> Is that the theme of the show? Okay. Um, I'm going to say like a one minute story and then Lily, you can take away your musical, whatever, whatever it is we're letting her do. Um, just that like, I, I forgot to say when we're talking about heartbreak, I thought of the best way that I know how to get over a heartbreak, which is kind of related to this topic. I don't know, which is to visit a witch. And actually I went to see a witch and she was like super helpful and gave me a spell to cut all my ties to the person that I was heartbroken over. And I guess it worked. So thanks, oh, witch. Yeah. I think it was like she was a bit more of a therapist than a witch, really, in my eyes. I mean, like, I got there and she gave me all these different herbs and stuff and, like, tied them up and gave me a spell to say, sure. That sounds but kind of witch-like. She was very witch-like. But, you know, I think she saw through to the core issues. Amazing. Um, Dress them up in herbs. Exactly. So that's wonderful. So that's my advice to anyone. Go see a witch if you can. Okay, and now Lily is going to lead us with some musical moments of love. Thank you, Emma. Okay, so... Uh, the first one is a line from You're Gonna Make Me Lonesome When You Go. I originally listened to a crappy version of this, but I'm going to play a bit from the Bob Dylan version um, here. Those before. Never been so easy or so slow. I've been shooting in the dark too long. When something's not right, it's wrong. You're going to make me lonesome when you go. Dragon clouds so high above, I've only known careless love. It always has hit me from below. But this time round, it's more correct. Right on. Oh, sorry, that was the first one. Uh, the next one is a secret heart about not saying it when really you want to. Three simple words. is to love somebody Nina Simone see how fast I'm going Emma um, very impressed and this is just very heartfelt that's why I wanted to play this one I ain't got you you don't know what it's like I am hitting a brick wall I feel you don't know what it's like 
Um, okay, and the next one is um, Some Kind of Love, the, the song that I've been talking about all throughout the show. It's obviously a Velvet Underground song, and here it is. And no kinds of love better than others. Uh, so that was the line. Um, I've got to go really quickly. And then the last one, I'm not going to play because it's too embarrassing. But I, No, play the embarrassing No, it's okay. I believe when I fall in love, it will be forever. It's, it's really cheesy, but I do love that song. Yep. yep. Um, so that was our show all about love with special guest Kat Mack. Thank you for your insight. Thanks, um, Kat. Thank you for having me. Yeah, come anytime. And then we're going to finish up with a story from our friend Caspian James, and it's called Beard of Bees. There must have been over a thousand in the town hall on the night of the annual Bearded Bees competition. In previous years I've been a member of the audience, an enthusiastic spectator. But this year I was competing and I felt sick. I felt sick because soon I'd have to step out onto the stage without even the most rudimentary facial covering. I was clean shaven. In the context of the evening it wasn't a good look. Arctic Jim was strutting about backstage. His beard must have been at least 80 pounds. A coterie of groupies were following him around, braving the swarm. Sleazy Carlos was there too. Even he had a fair covering, a light stubble. I, on the other hand, did not even manage to get a single wasp to grace my cheek. I tried, I really had. I'd spent hours hiding in the herbaceous border, my face painted like a flower. I'd doused myself in nectar and laid down in a wild meadow. I'd sat below a hive and sung a special bee song and done the special bee dance, waggling my arse and tongue to my guitar strums. But bees, you see, are intelligent creatures. They can tell a fraud. If deep down you don't really want them to swarm onto your face, they won't. And that was my problem. I didn't want bees on my face. I didn't want to be the town's bearded bees champion. The bees knew this. So why was I in the competition? Well, because of my father. He'd been town champion the previous year, and every year before that for 20 years. Before him was my grandfather, my great-grandfather. For close to a century, a male member of my family had carried away the annual bearded bees trophy. You see, the thing is... If you're a man, to be anything in this town, you have to be able to charm the bees. And the men in my family could charm the bees the best. Therefore, they were the manliest men in town. Well, up until I came along, that is. So that's why I'd lied to my father. Told him everything was coming along great. But there was no doubt I'd be champion. I just couldn't admit to him that I could no more charm a bee to my chin than I could charm a fish out of the sea. I peeked out from behind the stage curtain. There was my father in the front row and my grandfather beside him. And beside them there was the urn containing my great-grandfather's ashes. Three generations, threefold disappointment. In the last row I caught a glimpse of the mole catcher's daughter. In truth I wanted her much more than I wanted to win this competition. But why would she want me, a man who can't even muster a beard of bees in a town where that is the minimum and sole qualification for manhood? When the time came I'm still not sure why I stepped out onto the stage, my face naked and beeless. I think I wanted to make some grand speech about how we should be judged on the things we do and say, our compassion, our understanding, our generosity, rather than our ability to cover our faces in stinging insects. But in the end, nothing really came out. My face turned red and hot and I fled the stage before the judges could announce their decision. Fully expecting the walk home to be a solitary one, I was surprised when I felt a tap on my shoulder. It was the mole catcher's daughter. So you can't get bees to form a beard on your face, she said. So what? I can't catch moles. We walked together in the twilight on the road out of town. The bees left the flowers in the hedgerow as we passed. 
This program was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.